Hello and welcome back to Fireside. Today I'm talking about the never-endingness of to-do lists and this is something that I have spent really a good couple of years on, um, both in terms of my personal practice and how I organise my own time, but also working with clients about how they are organising their work and that kind of long or high, I should say, tilting pile of things to do um, that feels like it's going to come crashing down at any minute and trying to make that feel like an easier thing to tackle and to deal with and a safer thing to deal with. Things like time management and to-do lists are always one of the things that feels like we're doing wrong. Um, it never really feels like we've got it ideal and it always feels like there's something we could be doing better and differently. And I think part of that is because there is so much noise out there about optimal ways to organise your day and morning routines and all of that stuff. But also I think it's because we are trying to fill our days with things, with a number of things that we're not supposed to be able to fill it with. We as a society now, don't have the same amount of support that we would have had in the past. And also we're very often comparing ourselves to people with greater resources who are able to pay for that support now that it doesn't come quite as readily with community in a lot of ways. So I think the first piece of this is an awareness of that an awareness of is what I'm doing something that a single human should be able to do (laughs) or am I setting myself up to superhuman standards? So the question that really sparked this episode off came from Annika and so I'll read that read Annika's question. Um, They say, I have been struggling with my to-do list. I tend to have way more things on the list than I can reasonably do and I don't want to remove some because I don't want to forget them. So I end up shuffling the undone tasks from day to day. I recently switched from multiple paper lists all over the house to using the Todoist app, which works better for me. So I have a single list location instead of multiple, but it hasn't fixed my problem of having too many things on my list. My tasks include my daily routines, work, parenting, gardening and household. I'd love to hear your ideas about how to keep the list of things I want to slash need to do so I don't forget and manage the list daily. So from what Annika said, you can kind of get a little bit of what I was saying about 
how much is one human supposed to be able to manage? <laughs> that very often in the past, this would have been sort of shared around a community group. And now we're doing all the things by ourselves. So there's a little bit of grace that comes with that of just kind of remembering that as an organism, you're not failing because you're keeping on top of a lot of different types of work. And that also doesn't really help because you are where you are. So let's talk about how we're going to manage this to-do list. So for me, the key issue that Annika has and that a lot of people have is working from that one master list. So that list that you keep and it has absolutely everything that you need to do on it and then you just kind of move it from day to day, week to week and you add things on it and you tick things off And but it, it's always constantly there. And when you have that master list, two things happen. One is that nothing ever truly gets done in terms of the list. The list is never truly done. And when that happens, it really ebbs away at your confidence because you're not getting that sense of completion. Nothing is ever finishing. You're moving things from week to week, week to week, and you're feeling like you can't do it, um, it will never end, you're not finishing anything and so you begin to believe that you can't finish anything. The second thing that happens is that you get used, it becomes normalised that you move things from day to day, from list to list which means it's more normal to move something than it is to complete it. So if you had, say, an extra hour, rather than think, oh, well, I could actually just tick the last thing off my list, you're more likely to procrastinate because there's so many things on your list that you could be doing. And also you're just used to, well, that can move to tomorrow because I've been moving it to tomorrow for three weeks. And so what happens when you're working from this master list is that it does, it's not conducive and it's actually the opposite of conducive to finishing anything. So my advice is to not do that. And that is something that I used to do. I used to have this great long list and like I said, nothing ever got done because it was just overwhelming and it just weighs on you as well that you just have the presence of this list of telling you all the things that you're not doing all the time. So instead, what I would say is mix things up a little bit because as Annika said, you don't want to lose or forget the things that you need to do, but just not like today. So I'll tell you a little bit about my to-do list setup. So I um, 
tend to break everything I do down into projects. So if I have a launch, then the launch materials are a project. Making the actual product itself will be a project. And then I'll have other things like writing for Substack is a kind of ongoing project that I have. And so they all exist in a master spreadsheet that I have, which is where I kind of track things like income and things that I want to pitch to and all that sort of thing. And those great big kind of annual projects sit there. And then on a monthly basis, I take those projects and I break them down to what I'm going to do each month. This lives in the notes app on my phone. Um, And so I have what content I want to put out each week in the month on email and the podcast and the blog and Substack and Instagram. And then I also have usually three, maybe four projects that I'm focusing on that month. And I list out the key things that I want to get done for that project that month. And that's where that master list lives and I do not look at it every day. I don't pay a lot of attention to it because at the beginning of each week I write down which of those projects I'm going to do that week. At the moment that's actually happening in a paper planner because given that I also work part-time I just really needed something that would go, I could combine both my jobs (laughs) into. Um, But that has also been something that I've done digitally. And so I separate out each thing that's going to happen each day. I don't time block because that feels a little bit too much like, well, it feels a bit too claustrophobic for me. Um, But I do think, well, on this day, I'm going to do these four things. And then on the next day, I'm going to do these five things. And that's how it gets done. So the to-do list that I'm actually working from is very short. My daily to-do list is usually four things, five things, and then everything else lives somewhere else where I'm not looking at it every day. But what that means is every day I am in with a really good shot of completing my to-do list. And I generally do complete it and it feels like I've got momentum. It feels like things are really happening. I feel a sense of achievement. I feel like at the end of the day, I can just relax because I did things and it's not all hanging over me because everything else that I've got to do has got a time and a place that it's going to happen in. And it also means that things are happening on time because I generally don't move things from day to day. Usually if it's plotted in for a day, it will happen that day. And so it's quite a big deal now for me to start moving things around because I can't really afford to do that anymore. So how do you get to that point? Um, Because it is a bit of a process and and moving from one way of working to another is always going to be a longer process because you're just so stuck in working the way that you work. 
but obviously it is very possible. So I would say to start with self-knowledge. So like I said that I don't time block, um, that's just something that I know about myself. I feel very tight and stressed and full of dread when I know at 4pm on Tuesday I have to do something. (laughs) I do like to have an openness in my calendar where I think, oh well I've got to write this but I just have to write it at some point this week and I can trust myself that I'm going to do it at some point this week but if I put it in at a specific time I'll feel weird about it. Um, So that's just what I need to allow the flow in and it's the balance between flow and productivity and actually making things happen. But you're not me. So you might like something and feel a lot of safety in something that is more rigid and where you know at a certain point every day you do a certain thing. Um, I can definitely see that there would be a lot of value in that. Or you might need to be even more loose than me and just have a kind of loose weekly list or, um, I mean, I can't really think of anything that's even more loose, but um, it's starting with that knowledge of how you feel in these different scenarios. Does having, oh, I'll just do it at some point this week, feel unimaginably scary and out of control for you? Or does it feel like, oh, wow, I didn't know I was allowed to do that, but that feels really great. And the same with time blocking. Does that make you feel like the walls are closing in on you? Or does it make you feel like you'll be able to feel momentum through the blocks of time that you're working on? So just go back to imagining what that day-to-day ideally would feel like and what kind of structure would allow you to do that. A huge part of planning a short list as well is knowing how long things really take you. And this is really the crucial thing because everybody thinks things take less time than they do. (laughs) Without fail, everybody always thinks things take less time than they really do. And that's very often because A, we have so many things on our to-do list that we think we need to cram things into the shortest time possible. And B, we have an idea of what we think they should take. So we think that it should not take us more than an hour to write a blog post. That any longer than that is a waste of time, so I'm just going to give myself an hour to write a blog post, and then it takes you an hour and a half. And then you're already then a bit pushed and a bit stressed, and then the next thing you've got, maybe that feels like it's going to take you even longer as well. And that's how you start to lose control of the list, because you weren't realistic about how much you could do that day. So there is no right or wrong of how long a task should take. It takes as long as it takes. And sometimes that will be longer than what somebody else will take to do. But usually when you practice, things will get quicker. So it might be that at first you need to block in two hours to do 
a blog post. But maybe in six months' time, it will be closer to an hour. But that's really what's crucial. If you're going to go for a short daily list, you have to make sure that the things that you've put in are going to be achievable within that day. And this is also very much goes hand in hand with breaking down tasks. So it may be things like the sort of thing you would put on a to-do list is write sales emails, which sounds like a thing on a to-do list, doesn't it? Write sales emails. And then you think, oh, maybe that'd be two hours, something like that. Sounds about right. And then you come to it and for your whole launch window, maybe you need to write six emails. And actually, maybe they're going to take 40 minutes each, maybe up to an hour, half an hour at the least. And it begins to become clear that there's absolutely no way you're going to do all of that in two hours. So breaking down those steps into what is actually a task and what's a step. That is a very key difference for me. When you've got a project and something you're working on, there's a step. And within that step, there are tasks. So plan your list on a task basis that means you will move through it quicker you'll feel more momentum and you will feel like you're achieving things rather than coming up against something that you go oh my god I literally don't have time to do this and that's when panic sets in and nothing comes from panic the last thing I thought I would talk to you about is something that I was kind of became my measure for how you prioritise what goes on your to-do list. Um, If you ever took my course Make More Time, you will recognise this. Um, It's effectiveness, impact and joy. These are the three things by which I hold any task of whether or not to do them. So any task that you are doing needs to have an emphasis on effectiveness, i.e. how good it is going to be at taking you towards a goal or how it can maybe do two things at once. Maybe it's a, a Instagram post and a blog post or something like that. Impact is the how closer it's going to take you to your goal or if it is literally the epitome of doing your goal it's a very impactful thing so say that you are wanting to write a book it's maybe doing the chapter list or something like that that's just very impactful and direct to what you're going to do and the third one is joy we're allowed to do things because they bring us joy and Maybe it's not the most effective or impactful, but it is the most joyful thing you can do and therefore it deserves to be prioritised. So usually I say if you're looking at your to-do list and you're looking at things that you can remove, side note, there is 100% things that you can remove from your to-do list. The things that have been moved from week to week to week to week, they don't have to be there. 
if they were important, they would have been done. They would have had to have been done. Caveat to that is sometimes we put off the things that we really want to do and we just leave them on that big to-do list. But generally speaking, there is a lot of stuff on there that doesn't need to be on there because you've put it there because you think you have to or you feel guilty. So that's part of this is going through that massive to-do list and taking things away. And so as you're going through, you can give each one of those things that you're not sure about a score. How much, how effective do they feel out of 10? How impactful do they feel out of 10? How joyful do they feel out of 10? And if there's any that are just like ones and threes and fours, you really then have to question why they are on that list. If they are going to have minimal effectiveness, they're not really bringing you any joy and they're not having an impact on your business. Why are they on your to-do list? So, I hope that helps with some of that never-ending to-do list feeling. So, just a quick a quick recap is stop working directly from a master list. Keep that somewhere nice and safe and break it down into weekly or daily lists that you can actually complete and that you stop moving things to and fro because that means you're getting into much more productive habits and you feel more confident. Think about how you feel best, whether that's with a tight schedule or with something a bit looser. Be very realistic about how long things take. Reduce what's on your to-do list and do that by thinking about what's effective, what's impactful and what's joyful. And that is it for today. I would love to hear any um, thoughts that you have that's come up from this episode or any of the episodes. Um, So feel free to send me a DM on Instagram or tag me in something that you're posting or share where you're listening. And yeah, I'll be back next week. So I'll see you then.